Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. And thank you, listeners, for joining me today it's, it's you know always a pleasure to have you as you can tell we have a wide variety of guests on the show talking about tips ideas and precautions for you so you can be well planned and my next guest is going to help us in the world of business relationships investing and saving money he's a uh, sunny sabahi from uh, icm capital markets inc where he's a managing director and uh, let's uh, let's get started sunny welcome to the show and thank you mu- very much for joining me today Hey, thanks for having me on, Bill. My pleasure, my pleasure. Um, Tell us a a little bit about you and your background and how you came to start ICM Capital Markets and uh, Inc. and what that's all about. Sure. Well, uh, I've been in the financial and real estate, the real estate financial industry for almost 25 years. Um, I uh, worked at a couple uh, different private equity funds before we started ICM. ICM was uh, specifically set up in the uh, 2008 financial crisis, if you remember. Um, we were set up as an opportunity oh, yeah. fund. Yeah, to take advantage of a specific opportunity that came up with the crash of uh, Wall Street and all those delinquent mortgages that uh, were, uh, you know, were in the marketplace at the time. Yeah, and I, I notice um, there's something in your website that talks about the residential whole loan fund, and I'm not, I'm not familiar with that um, phrase. What does that mean, the whole uh, whole loan trading and investments? Sure. So uh, we're on our website. We're we're in the process of um, of uh, you know it's not finished, but we we we've kind of set up to retool. So I just want to say that before. Uh, Okay. Uh, I guess. Uh, but to answer your question, what we do uh, is buy residential whole loans. We do buy commercial assets as well, but um, primarily we are a residential whole loan fund, meaning that if you have a mortgage currently with your bank, what could be Bank of America uh, or Comerica or whatever your bank or financial institution is, we tend to buy those loans from these banks and own them. And we typically buy them at a discount. Um, so for instance, let me give you an example. So if you have a, if you have a mortgage right now with Wells Fargo and uh, you go, do, you um, go delinquent on that mortgage and you don't pay them at some point in time, they will look to sell your mortgage to someone else because I see. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it, typically they don't want bad assets on their books. Regulators tend to look at those unfavorably when you're a bank. Um, and then a private firm like myself or another Wall Street institution may look to buy those assets. So if you own um, if you own a home and it's worth a million dollars and your mortgage on that million dollars is five hundred thousand uh, dollars, you default. I will tend to make an offer to the bank for that mortgage, um, you know, anywhere between $250,000 to the full value of that mortgage, um, depending on the characteristics of your loan. I see. Okay. And um, so it sounds like in your line of work, it's really important to have relationships with a lot of uh, bankers. Is that, is that primarily who you network with for your business? Yeah, correct. I mean, I worked I worked at a um, fairly large private equity fund um, that, and my background is one of dealing with the Wall Street banks. That's what I was in charge of before we started ICN. So, you know, we did work with, you know, all the major banks on the street to buy their uh, toxic debt in 2008 at that time. But to give you Give you an, that's our we're an investment fund, and so our investment strategy is is somewhat fairly simple. Um, you know, we would buy we tend to buy something at a discount that has you know that has equity, um, where we'd either work with the homeowner to get them to start paying by reducing their principal, or mm-hmm. uh, or we would finish out the foreclosure, um, get to the underlying asset, which would be their home. And then liquidate that home on the real, you know, on the market. Uh, liquidate the underlying collateral, which is their home, and provide a return to our investors. Okay, uh, so 2008 was a tough time. It was a, a long mm-hmm. recovery period. Um, a lot of, um, boy, whole blocks, whole cities. It seemed like got in trouble in Southern California here. So. Uh, where are we now in the economic uh, uh, kind of uh, timeline? Where, what, what are we facing now? What's the marketplace look like today, in your opinion? Well, I would say uh, pre-COVID-19, um, there, we had a complete recovery of what happened in 2008. Although there's always distressed opportunities in the financial markets. Um, but as it relates to the, the 2008 crisis, financial crisis, I would have called it to be completely over. I mean, we've had one of the largest bull runs and uh, economic expansions uh, in history over the last decade. I would say with the current crisis of COVID-19 and what has happened, it is, again, provided us to have a lot of great opportunity to uh, take advantage of um, the liquidity issues in the marketplace now. So, you know, lending was, was, uh, had gotten very easy again leading up to COVID. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, with the lockdown and the economy going into a recession, whether it's brief and we have a very quick rebound, or it drags out, but currently right now, um, a lot of these lenders um, are looking for liquidity. They need, they need to sell some of these loans. They need cash to survive. And that it gives a fund like us 
um, you know, opportunity again to come in and, you know, we don't feel like we take advantage of any of our clients, but we are the guys that are there to help. Um, you know, so we, sure. we do, provide, yeah. So we come in and we provide liquidity while, uh, helping our investors make a healthy return. Now, let's say uh, COVID-19, uh, according to economists that, uh, that I've seen and listened to, uh, has a full recovery by, say, mid-year next year. Now, that's, that's not an, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm saying that's what I hear might happen. So by, by next year, we're fully recovered. But they had also programmed in a potential recession right around mm-hmm. that time, and they're saying that maybe that's been – then washed out a little bit, but what's, what was your, uh, and what is your outlook for, um, you know, when do the real opportunities come up for your investors? What, what should they be thinking about, uh, as far as, uh, you know, it seems like they'd be wanting to get involved, um, before economic times got bad. Is that, is that when investors should be thinking about your fund? Well, I think investors should be thinking about our fund regardless. Um, you know, there's always, an opportunity, whether the market is good, whether the market is bad. Um, we have specific strategies to take advantage of the market, whether it's, it's moving up or it's, um, or it's shrinking. Um, so with that being said, my, our, our economic outlook would be that one, even, lead up to a full recovery potentially next year. There's plenty of opportunity. And if we do go into a recession um, after, I think that that would just only improve our mm-hmm. ability to, to buy assets at a steeper discount than we already do. Our, our strategy is very different, very unique. I would say in, com- you know, comparative to your typical investment, um, like your 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 Morgan Stanley, if you will, if you're if you're investing in equities or your financial advisor or whatever he's putting you in, our strategy is is always to invest in an asset that is collateralized. So, one, we don't invest in stocks um, or equities; we invest in hard assets. And two, we feel like we hedge against any losses because we always buy those assets at a discount, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make, that makes complete sense. And a lot of investors, because, you know, interest rates are so low on traditional stock or traditional bonds and, and cash instruments. um, A lot of um, investors are looking for um, non-correlating yield to the stock and bond market. So real estate's one of those assets. It sounds like this is an, um, a, an asset class within the real estate marketplace. Is that, would that be how you would put it? Yeah, I'd say you're accurate. Um, that would be very accurate. And it's just an easy way for an investor to get involved without having to go out and buy property and do all the heavy right. lifting. Invest in our fund. Um, you know, we go out and buy these portfolios of assets. And depending on the investor's um, goals and what their, uh, what their needs are, we can put them in a variety of different real estate assets that either spin off cash that give them some, some somewhat of a fixed income on a monthly basis, or we can apply a more aggressive risk profile where we take on non-performing assets and that have a lot of, you know, deficiencies or defects 
associated with them while we work through to clean these assets up, finish out the foreclosure, get the homeowner out, um, fix up the property, and, uh, you know, liquidate that that property would, you know, and potentially provide a much higher um, yield. But, you know, but that that may take some time. So an investor who's looking to invest with us should be prepared to to have a lockup period of anywhere between two to five years. Yeah, right. And it's a is it a private fund, right? It's not so it's not publicly traded, so they would have some they they shouldn't uh think they can liquidate easily. This is a this is a buy and hold for a period of a few years. And uh what's the process if someone says I'd like to learn more about this. Do they do they get in touch with you and get a prospectus of some kind or an offering memorandum or how does that work? Yeah, I mean I would say just reach out to me um, and either, you know, either uh, if I have the time, I'd be happy to talk to them personally. If not, one of my, uh, one of our guys would meet with them. Um, And we first would like to assess their, uh, their goals. Really. I don't, you know, we don't tend to take on investors uh, without knowing a little bit about them. And, and first and foremost, uh, anybody who invests in, in our fund or with us, has to understand exactly what they're investing in. That's a key principle that uh, we have here as a group. Well, of course, yeah. We and again, you know, here at Exacoach Radio, we we don't endorse or recommend any specific investments, but it's a concept um, that it might be interesting to some of our listeners out there who again are saying, you know, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to necessarily. Uh, put all my money into the stock market right now. I don't feel comfortable with it. The bond market is not yielding me anything. I need to find mm-hmm. some alternatives, and this might be something of interest to check into. So uh, what's the best way for our listeners to start a conversation with you or, or check it out further? Sure. Just go to our website, and uh, let me give you my email address, um, which is sunny, S-O-N-N-I, at icmfund.com. Um, or just email info at icmfund.com, and we'd be happy to get in touch with you and and just talk about what you're looking to do. And uh, specifically, like, what are some of the uh, parameters as far as minimums that people would need to be thinking about investing before they even get involved uh, with getting in touch with you? I'd say a minimum for us right now is about fifty thousand dollars. 50k and um, uh, is IRA money eligible for this type of investment, or does it need to be non-qualified after-tax money? I would I would consult um, you know I would consult your financial advisor um, on I don't want to speak to any any uh, tax issues, but I do know that we have we have some investors where. Um, we do take some of their, you know, they, we have structured a some sort of uh, way to be able to use IRA money to invest in our fund. So we have done it. Right. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. There are IRA accounts that can be set up that don't 
it's you know you don't have to do it with a a big name financial company it's 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 held by an administrator and they can make certain types of investments including real estate uh and real estate um types of situations as long as you follow the the many rules the IRS has laid out but um it's an interesting strategy um we're you know we're always uh, uh, want to bring new ideas to our listeners, Sonny. So I think I think you've done that. And the the website is icmfund.com, correct? Yes, it is. And like you said, it's it's still a work in progress. So the information's uh, being updated uh, as we speak. But it's um, it's an interesting concept, I think, for our listeners. And I really appreciate you bringing it to our attention. Any uh, any last-minute uh, tips or ideas or precautions for our listeners about investing in real estate, especially in this day and age? Um, you know, I just say I would say be uh, be cautious. Uh, do your do your uh, due diligence. Um, you know, never get into anything that you don't understand, and, sp- and take take your time with it. Um, you know that it's uh, either. I would say that you're either prepared to, to succeed or you're prepared to fail, but you'll always be prepared. So um, just do your preparation. Sonny, I really appreciate you coming on and bringing us, uh, bringing this uh, information to light for our listeners and uh, hope you'll uh, join us again at some point in the future and bring us up to date. Let us know how things are going. Very good. Thanks for having me on, Bill. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.